The Money Show. Small business. It's a bit of breaking news. Did you know that there are two types of business growth? You didn't know there was even one type of business growth. I'm being facetious, of course. Pavlo Fatidis, two types of business growth. Oh, what a joy. Um, I'll take either one, frankly. Anything. Just give me growth. <laughs> and you know, with it, it carries great weight. There's the weight of winning it, the weight of servicing it, and then, Bruce, the weight of really understanding it. And the reason I put this to you is because so many people I speak to saying, I want to grow. Okay, great. What does it mean to you? Oh, it means doubling my revenue or trebling my revenue or 10xing my <laughs> revenue. And these expressions in their own right, I think, are um, very superficial statements around what growth really is. It's quite a complicated uh, component of a business. And yet the thing is, if you don't have it, you're dying. And if your business is dying, everything that matters to the business, your employees, the talent you have in the business, sees it, smells it, and jump ship. Customers start to get a sense of it, and they're reticent to transact with you. Your suppliers start to look at you know, placing their value in other uh, uh, potential customers. You really have no choice but to grow. But the fact of the matter is that growing without a strategy for growth simply builds complexity and it makes things very, very difficult to manage. Okay, but I mean, let's do organic growth. I was talking to Hendrik Tutoy last night, the founder and the chief executive of 91. And I mean, mm. it's been very trendy for many, many years in the asset management industry and in the insurance industry to buy growth. Um, and you go out and you buy your competitors and then you find that actually you don't fit together at all and then you distract it for 10 years and then either you all give up and retire or, you know, just end up fighting and it's a mess. Um, uh, and he's saying, no, no, organic growth is the way to go. And he's happy to have steady incremental growth because they will compound their growth over time and that's all well and good but there is another way to grow a slightly more aggressive way to grow does it have to be through acquisition or can it be a little bit more internally focused a bit more proactive growth if you like it can be very proactive but you know based on what hendrick said there's um there was a fantastic piece of research that came out of one of the very big american business universities about three and a half years ago and it was a very detailed analysis about acquisitions that had been made by corporate listed entities globally over the last, I think it was five years. And Bruce, 84% of the acquisitions that had been made had faded into nothing. 84%. And this process of acquisition, when you're talking at a corporate level, you're talking you're talking about a highly competent, well-armed, well well-skilled team who bring in all the consultants, all the M&A practitioners, all the lawyers, all the investment bankers, all the funders to back it. They go through boards where they have multiple eyes looking at the deal. They make the acquisitions and 84% globally fail to yield any value. So maybe Henrik's very much on a winning path. A slightly more conservative path, but a manageable path that will be a lot more reliable about the growth that he generates in his business. Uh, and again, they won't do it accidentally. They'll do it very deliberately. They will grow by a system. 
Sorry, Bruce, I can't hear you. They said they'll grow by a system. I didn't want to say system, oh, wow. so I'm, Sorry, I, I'm, I mean? mumbled it. I mumbled it on purpose. Move <laughs> on. And, and growth very much is a system. You know, it's not an effort. If you think about it, if you as a business owner in, in our world, in the world of the, let's say, up to 200, 300 million rand a year business, if you are driving the growth, you, the business owner, you and your partner, the business owners or the family are driving that growth and are making the growth happen. It means in many ways that without you there, there is no growth. And that's where I think the complication around what growth really is comes about. Because growth is a system. It's a system. A system in itself is made up of many parts that create the greater whole. And in a business, that system is everything to do with the way that you market the business to find new customers with a view to grow and grow your customer base, the way that you sell and convert inquiries into customers, the way that you service those customers. It's an integrated single system where all those functions that make business happen are acting as one integrated whole. It is fundamental to get that element of it right. And all of that, Bruce, is premised on why does your business exist? I had a fantastic discussion today with um, a group of fairly adept and capable and enlightened business owners uh, that were both in South Africa and the United Kingdom and Europe. And we were having a fierce debate around why a business exists. And the majority of them are arguing around the fact to produce a great product. And we debated this idea of a product and we debated all the features on the various products that they were referring to. Some then said to play into the market at the best price and we debated price. And then some said it's all about the service. And yet increasingly, when I look around in a highly contested competitive environment, which we find ourselves in really between you and your next 3,000 competitors, products are pretty much products, and price quickly moderates and finds a level, and levels of service generally are not too far away from each other. So then why does your business exist? And of course, I went to the idea of saying, well, it depends on a problem that you solve for who and through what experience. The product you make and the service you create solves the problem. But the way that you create your growth system, the way that you market to your customers, the way that you sell, the way that you service them creates the experience. And growth itself is premised on that. If you can get that right first and then get all the functional systems, the marketing, the sales, the procurement, the administration, the operations to work as one single set of activities organized into one single system, You've got the foundation to grow the business until you get that right. Any growth that you chase and you land and you win will come into a world of chaos. And the big problem with that, and we spoke about this before. Do you remember about three years ago, we, we did a show on when is a big deal too good to be true? Yeah. And when that big deal lands and you have not organized an ability to service that through the system of growth, the chaos that emerges mostly results in you harming your reputation, burning that client, and creating a lot of bad will in the marketplace. 
But you're designing it. I mean, you're designing your business then to be fit for growth. You're not going to go and run the Comrades Marathon whenever you can go and run the next Comrades Marathon by starting training two weeks before. You, you, you're going to be somebody who is, you know, been, been training for this thing probably all your life and then really ramp up your training even more aggressively as you get close to race date. Completely right. Because if you think about what design growth means, it means that you've got a very clear sense as to why your business exists beyond the product, beyond service, beyond price. You know who you're serving, you know who you care about, you know what problem you're solving, and you know what experience they want. Those activities we spoke about earlier form the system of growth. And what that gives you is the opportunity to get the right people on board to run and operate and empower and drive those systems. If you think about what you then have, a business that's well positioned in the market, that people understand why it exists, they see where it's of value to them or not. It's got systems to guide and organize the growth and you've got a well-versed team who are capable on those systems. It gives you two outcomes. The first thing it gives you is organic growth. And organic growth is a steady, consistent, reliable mm. growth rate, Bruce, that happens with little interference from you. It's essential that you're not involved for more than 15, 20% of your day, of your free time in making that growth happen. That growth needs to happen because of the system yeah. that you have built based Which on then, the design yeah. of business. Because that then allows you to chase the exciting stuff. I mean, there's, I've heard the term next level growth um, being used, and I'm sure it goes by many different names. I mean, can we wrap up on that point? You've got the organic growth doing its thing, and now you can focus on the fun stuff. Yeah, very much so. So organic growth sees you growing at around uh, 10, 12, 15% year on year on year. Exactly the stuff that Hendrik was referring to it compounds itself. It gives you a nice, steady, reliable growth rate. If you've managed to release 70, 80% of your time, because next level growth carries a large amount of risk to it, next level growth is where you're looking to significantly jump a next level of business. So it means if you're going to chase a new market or you're going to bring on board a new product or you're going to acquire a competitor or another business or you want to open up to new customers, whatever the case may be, it only ever works as next level growth if you increase your growth rate in revenue significantly and only have a moderate increase in the cost of servicing that growth. And that happens when the entire system you've built, which remember, is there to solve a problem through a particular experience. If that system is not disturbed too much by the new opportunity you've identified. So for example, I've often spoken about Jack the Baker serving the hotel groups with continental breakfasts every morning 365 days of the year onboarding breakfasts in hotels across South Africa. The next level of opportunity for Jack was where he discovered supermarkets need fresh baked goods in the morning. Otherwise, they miss the morning trade. So what does that mean? They need fresh baked goods 365 days of the year in their stores to capture the morning trade. That was a great growth opportunity because when he won that business, 
The systems that he had built for the hotel groups were the same set of systems. His team, who were capable on those systems, were capable on the same set of systems that were now serving a completely new opportunity of growth. Okay. His revenues increased significantly above his organic growth rates. His costs only moderately increased and it created this wide yawn which turned into real profit. And that real profit is what the purpose of next level growth should be. Pablo, we must leave it there. Founder at Auric Business Accelerator.